Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Yeah, Thursday afternoon, and we are almost to the weekend, and you've uh, heard the news that the crew of Matt Hatters is uh, going to be moved to Sunday afternoon. I think this is great because it's a great parade, and the weather's going to be nice Sunday afternoon, so we don't have to fight with that. We'll talk to Joy Lacoste, who is the uh, the head of the uh, magical crew of Matt Hatters, coming up in just a few minutes. All right, if you believe this conspiracy theory that it is fixed for the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, because if they win, then that puts Taylor Swift in a a high-profile position because she's dating tight end Travis Kelsey, and that puts her in a bigger, more popular position right before she endorses Joe Biden for president. If you believe that conspiracy theory, Democrat strategist James Carville says you're sexually inadequate. We're going to talk about this on the show this afternoon. Also, are, uh, are sports bad for your health? Is it bad to watch sports? I mean, we get all riled up. We get all wrapped up in sports. We get all emotional. Our blood pressure rises. And, but, but, I mean, is it really bad for our health? We'll talk about that. Nikki Haley trails Donald Trump in her home state of South Carolina. You know, I'm not a political analyst, but I would have to say that that's not good. That's not good at all. So is it over for Nikki Haley? I, I, I realize it's just a poll and we have to wait and see what happens in the, in, in the primary. But, you know, we'll talk a little bit about that. On the North Shore, they're being called saturation patrols and they're looking for saturated drivers. Yeah, the North Shore is getting ready. St. Tammany Parish Sheriff's deputies are going to be assigned to DWI patrols during the whole carnival season. And uh, this is uh, referred to as a campaign known as drive sober or get pulled over. You know, we, we've heard that before. St. Tammany Parish Sheriff uh, Randy Smith says that people who are planning on partying in New Orleans for Mardi Gras better find a designated driver because uh, you're going to end up on, on the North Shore at some point if you, if you live there. And they're going to be looking for you. So, I mean, I, I think that's good. There are a lot of options to, to driving drunk. And uh, really today in, in 2024, there's, there's no reason to, to drive drunk. Um, cabs and rideshare, and a lot of ways to get around or find a, a designated driver. Also, city leaders are talking about safety on Mardi Gras Day and safety really through the whole carnival season. You know, the, the safety around Mardi Gras parades really comes down to common sense. But we know that that's not so common. So we're going we're gonna to talk about this, and you, you don't need to be an expert uh, with um, safety measures to just know some of the common sense things. You know, I, I love the year that, uh, that a couple of people were injured because they were, they were climbing between tandem floats. 
you know, tandem floats are going by, and they're crawling between the tandem floats to get to the other side. You know, that's just not a good idea, but people did it. And so as a result of some people being injured, I don't know if anybody died, but there were some, some injuries. Then there was this new rule that they, they had to put up um, some kind of um, mesh fence in between the, the, the tandem floats. So people couldn't go through there. Why do you need the fence to tell you not to go through there? I mean, that's, that's another case of, of, of common sense. And we're also hearing more about the, the, the city um, not allowing people to set up before parades until four hours before a parade. So if it is your carnival tradition to go to Endymion or any parade and set up well in advance or set up well in advance of Mardi Gras Day, you're not going to be able to do that. Are you upset by that? Does that, does that bother you that the city's not going to allow you to do that? Should that be part of Mardi Gras tradition? Or does the city have a point? You just, you know, you, you can't do it. You know, four hours before a parade is, is, is plenty of time. And, and there were people who would be spending the night out uh, staking out their, their, their territory. Should the city let people do that? We'll talk about that this afternoon. And as I mentioned when, in the crossover talk with uh, Noel Norman just a few moments ago, I really uh, applaud Mayor Cantrell and her openness with working with the new governor, Jeff Landry, when it comes to Jeff Landry offering state troopers to help out NOPD. See, the bottom line should not be politics. The bottom line should not be territorialism. Wait, this is our territory. And I recall in the past that when it comes to NOPD and, and uh, your, your territory, there has been some, some pushback to suggestions of, of help from the outside. And so I think this is really great that this is, is happening because the bottom line is not politics. The bottom line should be making the police better. And this is no statement on NOPD officers. It's a statement on the consent decree. It's a, a statement about just the fact that there are not enough officers on the street. And I applaud Jeff Landry for wanting to help the city. He went so far as to call the New Orleans Police Department uh, in, is being in shambles. And I mean, maybe that's a little bit of, a, of an exaggeration, but, you know, things are not as good as they should be, not because of the men and women who wear the uniforms, but because of a, a lot of other things. All right, if you want to join us with a comment this afternoon about anything we talk about, the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. 504-260-1870. Ian Hoke is our senior producer. He's at the controls in the other studio. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you too as well. How's it going? Good. Excited I'm, about I'm, the Mad Hatters? Yeah, I'm really that's excited good, about that. That's a good that. move. You, you know, these. You know when, when parades you know roll in marginal weather. Yeah. It, you know, that's not good. I don't like it, that. It, it's, it's just good enough for the parade to roll, but it's miserable yeah, for the people wet. in the parade. Nobody you get small crowds. I mean, yeah, it's miserable for people on the street. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. I mean, you know, maybe Mad Hatters would have rolled and, and some of it would have been okay and some of it would have been bad. But I'm so glad it's such a beautiful parade and such a great parade that I love that they've moved it to Sunday when we don't really have to worry about the weather. This parade deserves to be in the sunshine. Indeed it does. It's on a beautiful day, Yeah, I think which uh, it the, looks like Sunday is going to be. I think the crew of Atlas is going to roll first at uh, 2 o'clock. I think they've moved up their yeah, start time. Yeah, they're going to go a little early. Okay, we're going to talk to Joey Lacoste about all of this in uh, in, in just a few minutes, but um, I've invited Ian Hoke uh, and a guest to ride on uh, the Scoot on the Air float, which is dedicated to LSU championships. Yeah. You know, the baseball team <laughs> won. Awesome. Uh, the Lady Tigers won. 
And so it's dedicated to LSU Championship, and and a lot of other people from the station are going to be uh, on the float in, in general. But, um, you know, we're going to be there and uh, look forward to, uh, to being part of this um, again. And, you know, for the short life of this parade, it has really developed into a, a mega parade. As far as Family Graw is concerned, uh, it looks as if I have not heard anything. So at this point, Family Graw is going on as scheduled. If any of that changes, of course, we'll let you know. Ian, let's, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, do you, do, you, do you think Nikki Haley is listening to our show? No, probably not. I, I think I have some good advice for her. Okay. If she wants to win South Carolina, you know what I think maybe she should do? When? Put Donald Trump on the ticket. Yeah, well, I guess make uh, him make him her vice president. Yeah, you know, make him Haley Trump her vice president. Yeah, yeah. You think he'd go for that? No, no. But she should try because I think she's about to lose. Yeah, and after she loses South Carolina, I don't see her getting to yeah. Super Tuesday if she loses South Carolina as bad as it looks like she's right. about to lose it. Right. Uh, no, you're right. I, I, Trump is way way ahead, and it's going to be interesting to see. And and you know, we'll talk about this after the South Carolina primary, which is coming up next. It's the next primary. We'll see how accurate the polls are. Because we know the polls, and we mentioned this yesterday, the polls were, were so inaccurate uh, in, in 2016, showing that Hillary was going to win and Trump won. And you kind of got the feeling that a lot of people did not even want to tell the pollsters that they were voting for Trump. Mm-hmm. So are the polls accurate this time? We're going to have to wait and see. Uh, here's a text that says, uh, I don't think the Super Bowl is rigged for Swift to endorse Biden, but I think it is rigged to break the viewership and paid ticket record. They even have a simulcast on Nickelodeon this year. Well, the NFL obviously wants to break uh, records and, and the NFL is breaking records. And, and I don't know what happened to the boycott of um, people never watching the NFL again. They're, they were boycotting because of kneeling during the national anthem. And, and many of the people who were so um, definitive about yeah. protesting the, the NFL. I, I'm boycotting the NFL. I'm never watching the NFL again. Um, obviously, some people may have just totally turned on the NFL, but there are enough people out there to where the NFL continues to set records in terms of uh, viewership. Uh, here's a text that says, the idea of the city enforcing the four-hour setup law is a good thing. Here comes the problem. The city allows stands to be set up from the circle to Canal Street, and they remain up for the whole season. They block any viewing from the street along this area. These stands, for the most part, are for-profit structures, yeah. and they remain throughout Mardi Gras. The city rents public space to allow those stands to be erected. The citizens are restricted access in these areas. So when you tell everyone else they have no right to do the same thing along other parts of the route, you're asking for trouble. What are you are going to hear is, why are the privileged people allowed to mm-hmm. set up for weeks and no one else can? That's a good observation, and I hadn't thought about that. Very uh, Yesterday, I, I crossed... Um, I crossed over, I went through Lafayette Square, and I, I crossed over uh, St. Charles, and, you know, right in front of Gallier Hall, I saw all the stands are all set up, everything is set up, and, and some of those along there, you can, you can buy tickets to be in, in those, so they, they are for-profit stands, and yes, they're up now, and they're up for the whole time. Here's a text that says, I think Nikki Haley is playing the long game and hoping to be in second place should Trump's legal troubles knock him out of the election. You know, that's a strategy. I mean, that it is, that's a viable strategy. It's, it's possible. I, I just I don't see Trump going to, to jail. I don't see Trump being incarcerated. Uh, I, I, don't, uh, I don't know how all of this is going to play out, but I don't really think that's going to happen. 
Uh, so, uh, you know, at this point, it looks like he has a really good shot at being um, a president. However, there was a poll, you know, yesterday we talked about a poll that showed that Trump was ahead. Yeah. There's a new poll out that shows that yeah, Biden is ahead. Monmouth? Yeah. Biden is ahead. Or is it Quinnipiac? Oh, it was Quinnipiac. Yeah, Quinnipiac right. poll. Yep. Where, where's that poll right now? Uh, See if you can pull that up. Yeah, quickly. sure. Yeah, that made some uh, headlines this morning. They were even talking about that on Fox News today. Yeah, there's a new poll out that shows that Biden is ahead of Trump. So it kind of goes back and forth, head-to-head competition, Trump and 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 Biden. And and yesterday we talked about polls in swing states, in swing states, several of the swing states, uh, Trump was ahead, and in some cases he was ahead beyond the margin of error. In one case, he was ahead by ten points, which is a lot. And then there's this, this, this poll out. I don't know whether this is a national poll or uh, or states, but I think it was a Quinnipiac poll that showed that uh, Trump was um, losing uh, to Biden in a head-to-head matchup. Yes, the gender gap is widening. Reading now from that poll, uh, signs pointing to the election being a repeat of the 2020 race. Biden has opened up a lead over Trump in head-to-head national polling but haley leads biden one-on-one but trails when third-party candidates are added i think i saw rfk jr pulling at 14 percent which is a not insignificant bite right you know 14 percent of you're voters gonna, that are not going to vote for either trump or biden that's that's pretty significant you're not going to win with 14 percent no. but you're going to affect the election you'll absolutely 14%. affect the election yeah. i mean the, the last several elections we've had have been decided by just a, a handful of percentage of points nationally to say nothing of these tiny districts in, in Michigan and Georgia and everything that's putting people over the top at the Electoral College. And, and who does Kennedy take the most from? I think they said Trump. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I, don't, I think the Biden voters are not looking at RFK and saying like, oh, yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, because RFK is kind of wacky, too. Yeah, he's a little bit yeah. wacky there. You know, we don't, we don't talk about this, but Ron DeSantis is in the same position, really, as Nikki Haley. Ron DeSantis has not officially withdrawn his candidacy for the nomination. He suspended, suspended his campaign, it. which means he's not spending money, he's not buying ads, he's not knocking on doors. But in the event that something happens to Trump, either he goes to jail or whatever, and he's not able to get the nomination, that way DeSantis and supposedly Nikki Haley are still right there. But it seems like out of the two, Nikki Haley or DeSantis, uh, Nikki Haley clearly has the uh, has has the lead oh, over, sure. over, over Ron DeSantis when it comes to the Republican nominee. Absolutely. All right. If you do want to join us with a comment about anything we talk about, the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. 504-260-1870. A lot to talk about this afternoon, and we'll get to uh, more of your comments um, coming up. Uh, let's see. Also, there's a, a new uh, a new post on the Scoot on the Air Facebook page, which is an extension of our show. And I may uh, share some of the comments uh, on there um, coming up. Also, we'll, we'll talk to Joey Lacoste, who is the founder and the head of the crew, the magical crew of Mad Hatters. Great parade. It's been moved to Sunday. We'll get the details coming up on WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It is carnival time, and this weekend is a weekend where everything is really starting to ramp up, and uh, Mardi Gras coming up February the 13th, and uh, this weekend is the crew of Mad Hatters. We're waiting to hear from uh, Joey Lacoste. He is the founder and captain of the Magical Crew of Mad Hatters. You can imagine that when you move a parade from one day to the next, you're busy, and and Joey is really busy. Uh, We're scheduled to talk to him, and so he'll call in as, uh, as 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 soon as he can. And we'll get him get him on the air get uh, get some of the details. But I I, th- I think we have it all um, all all said. The crew of Atlas is going to start early at two o'clock on Sunday, and the crew of Mad Hatters will follow that parade. So you know I would think that the crew of Mad Hatters is going to be rolling around five five thirty or or something something like that. Uh, but here's the good news. If you if you love the crew of Mad Hatters, if you're in it, if you're planning on going to it, because it's a very generous parade and they throw a lot of hats. I mean, a lot of hats and a lot of really good stuff and a lot of really good bands that are that are on on the floats in, in the parade. It's just a, it's a fun parade. And uh, the good news is moving from Saturday to Sunday means that we're going to have nice weather. And the temperature should be mild. You've heard about the possibility of maybe a few scattered showers Sunday morning, but that will be left over from from Saturday night. And it just looks like this system that is starting to develop is going to hit at the time that the Crobat Hatteras would be rolling. Like the the parade scheduled to roll Saturday at five o'clock, and by Saturday night at six o'clock, this system is supposed to be uh, upon us with heavy heavy rain. And that's just not going to be good for the parade riders. It's not going to be good for those who go to the parade. So I'm, I'm glad I'm glad the parade has been moved because I, I, I've seen situations where, you know, the weather's just good enough to justify that the parade rolls. The problem with that is if it's just good enough for the parade to roll, it could still be kind of bad weather. It's just that the, the rain is not heavy enough. The winds are not strong enough to make it dangerous. So it rolls anyway, but it's raining and it is it is windy. And I, I you know, I, I look, I was in that situation last year. We were all in that situation last year with the, the crew of Mad Hatters. But apparently that's not going to be the case this year. So I think this was a wise decision. As soon as Joey gets a chance, he'll, he'll call in and we'll get the latest update on that. If you want to join us with a comment this afternoon, the Okinawa Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. Let's go to Metairie. Dave, welcome to our show this afternoon. Hey, Scoot, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Yeah, I don't know if the, the, the Super Bowl is fixed, but I heard the NFL is going to make the Chiefs wear Biden helmets and the 49ers wear Trump helmets. And really? the referees are a 4-3 Biden majority. <laughs> and uh, the, the head referee is, is a, a Swifty. Interesting. I, you know, I had not heard that. I, you know, I don't get all of the news, Dave. And somehow you've gotten some news that, that I didn't get. And I'm, I'm glad you called in with that because I had not heard that. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I don't know, you know, but that's what I heard. It just broke. All right, Thank Dave. You. Listen, always call in with that uh, breaking news because, you know, again, we can't get all of the news on the show. We just can't. I mean, there's just so much out there. So if you've got news that, that we don't get, please uh, 
uh, please call in with it. So um, the city leaders have been talking about a safety ahead of this, this big weekend of parades and then the bad weather that is expected Saturday. Now, it looks like Saturday during the day, it looks like those parades are going to be okay. And we'll, we'll check in with the Channel 4 in a little while and see if, if they have a, a better a time when this, this it's a frontal system. So it's not like it's going to be that gradual. I mean, I think it's going to hit. It's going to hit. I mean, there's going to be some lighter rain ahead of it. But when the, the front hits, it's, it's, it's going to be here. It's going to hit. And so they're all just talking about, um, about safety and about being prepared. And, you know, I really feel good about our new police chief, Ann Kirkpatrick. You know, this is going to be her first Mardi Gras. But it sounds like she's smart enough to know what she doesn't know. And I get the feeling that she's, she's caught up on things. I get the feeling that she is ready for her first Mardi Gras. And she is emphasizing this is no place for a gun. And guns are not going to be tolerated. And unfortunately, we live in a society, we live in a time in a society when there are a lot of people who have been taught and I say that on purpose, they have been taught to carry guns because they have been told that they're nothing if they don't have a gun. That's been the teaching, that they have uh, no respect, that they are meaningless without a gun. And not only do they have guns, but they're willing to use guns to solve even the slightest little problem. And, you know, if, God forbid, anything does happen, It's no reflection on the parade. It's a reflection on the individuals that choose to solve a problem with a gun. Also, I I can tell you, having been in in many parades over the years, when the parade stops, one one philosophy that uh, I I have on, on my float, there are a few exceptions. But for the most part, we don't throw when the parade is stopped because it just attracts people to the float. And it's kind of easy to, for, especially for kids who are smaller, to get actually under the float. You can't see them. And so the float starts to, to move forward, and it's nobody's fault, and, and somebody gets hit. Sometimes people are rolled over, and it's, a, it's you know, it's, it, it's, it's dangerous. Because there's no, you know, there's no warning. They don't fire off a flare gun when the parade's about to start up again. And so there's no more, because I, I can tell you, I, on, on the float, I've fallen down a couple of times. And I haven't even been drinking that much. But I've fallen down a couple of times on that float because, you know, the, the, these tractors, you know, when they, when they take off, it's, it's not the smoothest acceleration. Sometimes it's a little bit of a jump there. Yeah, I, I've, I've fallen down. I'm, I'm surprised somebody doesn't have video of me falling down on the float and, and posting that on, on social media. Because I'm sure it's quite a sight. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, the, the, the parades start up and, and, and people are right there. So just don't get too close to, to, to the floats and, and, you know, and, and try not to get too close to the floats, even when they're rolling. I, just the, the way people come up to the floats, you, they, have, they have no regard for the possibility of maybe getting hit or getting caught up under a float or, or inadvertently pushing a kid under the, under, under the float. So, you know, it's a really, it's a, it's a scary thing. There have been times that I, I will give something out, but for the most part, uh, the float that I'm on, I, I, I like this philosophy of not throwing, 
you know, a lot of beads when we're stopped because we don't want to attract people up to uh, up to the flow. We'll start throwing again when we uh, start moving. All right. If you want to join us with a comment, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line 504-260-1870. Let's go to Ian with some of your text messages. I'm they are rolling in all your stuff, all the cool stuff you're bringing to the mat. I'm going to throw it all, man, while we're parked. No, you're not. No, I'm yeah. not. I'm just kidding. Because I'd have to throw you just off the floor. Oh, hey, excuse me. Well, you can't throw me off the That would floor. be video. Yeah, there'd definitely be video well, no, of that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. They, but they'd have... carry you off the float in handcuffs. you do that. I, I wouldn't throw you off the float. I'd, I'd have somebody else do it. Here's a text. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda Shaw lifts me up over her head, chucks me out like a newspaper. Yeah, Amanda, hey, get this guy off the float. She's kind of busy, Scoot. Here's a text that says, My biggest pet peeve on the parade routes are the people that feel like they have to barbecue on the street. There are literally dozens of schools, churches, uh, bars, restaurants, and food trucks along the route. If you don't want to help these organizations out, then bring some sandwiches or fried chicken. It won't stop until there's a flash fire or a propane cylinder fails and numerous people are injured or killed. Will anything be done? Who cleans the grease and c- caked on food debris that leaks out of those pits? Barbecue in your yard or the park. You know, that's a horrible thought. Uh, that scenario yeah, that was just, dark. Uh, you know, painted there was really uh, dark. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, it, kind of, it kind of sounds kind of romantic and kind of Mardi Gras-esque to, yeah. to barbecue along the, the parade route. But I think yeah. what this person is saying is, is that there's plenty of food along the parade route. Why don't you support some of the local organizations that are, are providing food? Or, you know, there's so many places where you can go and, and get food to go and then bring it to the parade. Uh, here's a text that says, uh, "Oh, is it? Yeah, is it me, or have you guys been saying and talking about setting up on a parade route too early for like the last seven years? They're still going to be out there with their couches. They're still going to be out there putting up ropes. Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras. They're still going to be grilling. Yeah. They're still going to be drinking. People do what they want, as per usual. I'd much rather have cops trying to stop fights." Versus telling people they can't be set up right now. It's five hours before the parade instead of four. You know, I un- I, I do understand that point, uh, but but setting up in advance sometimes gets out of control, and and some situations end up being potentially dangerous as a result of that. But it doesn't do any good for New Orleans to issue warnings if they're not going to actually do something about it. And I think this texter brings up a good point. Some people are going to do it anyway, and. There's there's little regard for following some of the rules because the rules are inconvenient and people are going to do it anyway. But if you don't follow through and and stop people from doing it by taking their stuff, then people are going to do it. Uh, We'll turn back to politics here for a moment. This text says Nikki Haley is going to be the vice president to help Trump get all the women voters. You know, I guess that's I guess that's possible. Uh, I guess that's I guess that's possible. Um. You know, the, the person who who does well behind the front runner is is obviously a, a prime candidate for yeah. for being vice president. Um, you know, she's uh, you know from from South Carolina. There's not a lot of geographical difference between South Carolina and Florida. Yeah. You know, Florida's in the south. Uh, from here, it doesn't seem like South Carolina's in the South, but South Carolina is in the South. Definitely. Not a, just among the Carolinas, but in terms of just the, the you know, the Mason-Dixon line right. and all that. Yep. So Caroline's part. So I don't, you know, strategically, I don't know if it makes that much sense. Gender-wise, it does make sense for uh, her to be the vice uh, president. But, um, I, you know, I, there are a lot of women who still support uh, support Trump. I, I think if Trump wants a woman on the ticket, it's not going to be somebody that's been you know, campaigning against him for the last several months. It'll be, you know, yeah. Katrina Pearson or Laura Loomer or somebody like that. 
in regard to that poll, uh, reading into that a little bit more, more women said they would support Biden over Trump in that survey. Fifty eight percent of women say they prefer Biden versus 30, 36 percent backing Trump. That is a 22 point spread. Yeah, that's huge. Women in favor of Biden. That that is uh that's up quite a bit from the last time they did this poll, where it's 53 percent of women supported Biden, 41 percent going for Trump. So the gender gap is widening. You know, and, and, and uh, I think the gender gap widens as time goes on. I think back uh, to, you know, my, my parents and my mom would never vote for somebody that my dad didn't vote for. You know, my mom yeah. would vote for whoever my dad voted for. Sure. But then, you know, uh, as a young married American, I remember the liberation, the women's liberation movement in the, in the 70s. And that's when things started to change. And women are much more independent. So obviously, a lot of women are going against what their husbands or boyfriends are, are, are doing when it comes to voting. That's exactly right. The poll says the same thing. The numbers for men are not moving in this tracking poll over the last several months. Men yeah. are kind of sticking with their guy. And uh, the women are, are just increasingly trending towards well, Biden. Well, you know, the idea of, you know, sexually assaulting somebody in a department store, that doesn't work well with women. The idea of grabbing a woman's private area, you know, when you when you want to, that doesn't go over well with women. Not great. A uh, couple more quick ones. James on the North Shore is listening today, and he says, if Trump loses the presidential race, do you all think that he would run for governor of Florida in 2027? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think I've, I, this is a really interesting thought, James. I wonder what he'll do if he loses. He's not going to go away. Well, he'll spend the next year complaining that he really won. Yeah, yeah. And he'll be he'll say that it was rigged. He'll and be then, in, yeah. And he'll be in courtrooms for probably yeah. the rest of his natural life. I'll leave you with this text that says, what about Cheap Trick? I don't know. I, I mean, as far as I know, Cheap Trick is going on as scheduled. We're trying to stay in touch with that situation as well. I, I will send out a, a text in just a few minutes, and I'll see if I can uh, get a, a, an updated answer on that. But as far as I know, right now, Family Graw is set to roll. On the Scoot on the Air rock culture calendar on this day in 1964, here it is February the 1st, the Beatles first appeared on The Ed Sullivan Show in early February. Not quite yet, but on this day in 1964, this song hit number one. Oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I've got the wrong song. We can we, do we, it. We're, no, we know. We're, well, let's go ahead and do it then. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> you ready? This, yes. <laughs> on this day in 1964, this was the number one song in the country, and Beatlemania was just kind of starting to, to ramp up, and within a few days, the Beatles would arrive in America, and of course, we'll talk about that anniversary when it when it comes up, but uh, yeah, this song was uh, number one in the country, and, and I remember as a you know, young teen sitting in my den... We had a den in Metairie. The TV was in the den. <laughs> the TV den, You know, sure. the living room was, I don't, what the hell was the living room for? We were all in the den and uh, watched the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show. I'm Scoot, and we'll be right back on WWL. Slaps. This is uh, February the 1st. It's the first day of Black History Month, something that we recognize on this show. And we recognize this because baby boomers and so many people grew up not learning history. We learned history that was not accurate. And a lot of accomplishments of African Americans were left out of history. We've learned over the years about some of those accomplishments. And it really is embarrassing that some of those amazing accomplishments 
were just omitted from history. I, I know that there are people who say, oh, this is a waste of time, man. How come it's just not American Month? You, you can have that attitude if you want. We don't have that attitude on, on, on this show, and we're not afraid to have the attitude that, that, that we have. Because I know firsthand that I was not taught a lot of history that I, I should have been taught. And there were things that we have come to, to, to realize that we didn't realize because history was skewed. And so that's why there's Black History Month. And then there are those who will say, well, how come there ain't no White History Month? Well, because there's no need for it. There's no need for it. There was a need for Black History Month to emphasize some of the things that were left out. And history should be fair. And, and everybody should um, be treated fairly in history. Not everybody gets the attention they deserve in history. But history should be fair, and it, it, it wasn't fair. So that's why we recognize Black History Month. I'm Scoot on the air. Really glad you're with us. So let's go to David in Atlanta. Hey, David, welcome to the show. Thank you, Scoot. Um, you know, Nikki Haley, who's not, she's not the sharpest treble hook in the tackle box. She went on the Breakfast Club yesterday, an African-American syndicated program, and attacked President Obama. You know, I revere President Obama in many ways. He gave us Obamacare. And, you know, Donald Trump wants to repeal it with nothing that we know of to replace it. When I was a union steward, workers would come to my desk and say, David, I would work here for nothing and live on my husband's paycheck just for the health care. That's how important health care is to the American people. Uh, And Trump wants to bring back tariffs. Well, Milton Freeman, a Nobel Prize winning conservative economist, would tell you, it was a smooth Hawley Act that likely contributed greatly to the Great Depression. Um, so I guess we don't learn from history if you're in the Trump camp. Now, I want to honor those Navy SEALs who lost their lives in the Middle East. Most people have not read the full story. It hasn't been widely reported. Those Navy SEALs were on a rescue mission to rescue two Iranians in a little motorboat that was in distress in heavy weather. One Navy SEAL was climbing down a rope ladder. He fell into the ocean. It's the code of the SEALs to rescue or go after their fellow SEAL. That SEAL fell into the ocean as well and drowned. They're missing. They're lost. Now, they rescued the two Iranians, brought them aboard the Navy ship, the United States Navy ship. But they didn't, because we don't have diplomatic relations with Iran. They knew it would be a nightmare to try to get them back to Iran. So the two Iranians wanted to go back to Iran. They found an Iranian tugboat, and they transported the two Iranians to the tugboat. They went back to Iran. Two Navy SEALs lost their lives rescuing these Iranians. And the Navy personnel were very proud that they rescued them because it's the code of the sea to always go after a fellow sailor. Well, when they went back to Iran, they were hanged for surrendering to the Americans. Wow. That is the type of nutcases we're dealing with in the Middle East. Yeah. David, I'm glad you shared that with us. Um, yeah, there's a lot that we don't. Uh, there's a lot that we don't know um, in, in the news in, in in general. And you know, whenever a soldier dies, it's uh, it's truly sad. And there is little that compares with the bravery of Navy SEALs. Little that compares with the bravery and the courage of of, of many of the men and women who serve uh, in our military. I want to mention this, and we've got to talk a little bit more about this, but um, there's a a 22-year-old illegal migrant who was uh, being charged with attacking an NOPD, uh, I'm I'm sorry, a a New York City police officer. 
in Times Square. He was released from police custody on charges of assaulting a police officer and gang assault. Do you know what he did when the cameras followed him after he was released? He flipped him off. He basically flipped off America, an illegal migrant. Now, it's going to be easy for you to say all illegal migrants are this way. But this person is not reflective of all illegal migrants that want to come to this country. And I'm not suggesting that we let people in who shouldn't be here. But this is, um, this is a disgusting display of some of the behavior of arrogant, illegal migrants that, that come to America. We don't want that person in America. So I'm sure you'll see more about uh, that uh, on the news. Hey, also, um, gas prices are, are, are climbing. AAA is reporting an increase in gas prices. Uh, so, you know, I, I mean, I guess we've got to blame Biden for that. The gas prices are, I mean, they've been going down, but they're, they're, they're going up. Uh, AA, uh, AAA reports that the national average of a gallon of gas, uh, $3.15, up five cents from a week ago, but still down from last year's high of 350. So, I mean, a gallon of gas, still a precious thing. Well, a sad day on the Scooter on the Air Rock Culture calendar. Uh, this is supposed to be Rick James's 76th birthday, but, you know, we, we know he's dead. And I guess he just lived a little bit too much, uh, too much life, had too many super freaks in his life anyway. Sad that he's not 76 years old today. All right. Um, a lot still to come, um, including, uh, including a, a conversation about um, Mardi Gras safety. And uh, we've got some information about the Taylor Swift conspiracy theory. The Super Bowl is fixed, right? We'll talk about it. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 